Yeah, I mean, it's one of the reasons I wrote the book, because mm -hmm. people think about or used to think about um, sprouts as alfalfa sprouts for the yeah. hippie, hippie trippies like my my community, right? And and or like um, lung beans, you know, in pad thai or in miso soup. And that was like the world of sprouts. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is you could sprout any seed, alfalfa, arugula, broccoli, bok choy, radish, cabbage, uh, all of these seeds are sproutable. Hey, how are you? So good to see you, Serena. So good to see you. Thanks for letting me just rip for a couple of minutes. Rip. Oh my God. You know, goddess is free. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah, no, I just always like to give people a couple of minutes because we get so much feedback that, you know, when I start right away, people miss, you know, and then they get, I don't want to do it anybody. So we usually wait now, you know, five minutes at least into the hour before we really dive in so that people don't miss all the juicy wisdom that my guest has to share. So, yes, someone's a sprout power. All right. So, I love it. So, I don't know if you got a chance to hear my intro that I gave. I gave you. Very, you're very kind and you're very generous. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very honest and very truthful, so it was really easy <laughs> to share about everything that you do. Well, not everything, but a portion of what you do and what you know. So you've been featured everywhere. You've been on a million different podcasts and huge platforms and media outlets. But, you know, thank you for taking the time to be here today with me and my community. We're so grateful. And we would just love to know how, first of all, how you got started on this journey. Um, and I know you've been in it for a long time. Yeah, so you know, I've been plant-based over 21 years, and it's probably my like proudest accomplishment because yeah. I'm doing it, you know, for the planet, for the animals, and for myself. Mm -hmm. And you know, I moved to the Mojave Desert three years ago, and I just wanted to be in nature, and I wanted yeah. to see sunrises and sunsets and see the Milky Way every night. And that was my vision. Yeah. What I didn't realize was when you get to a level where there's no light pollution and you're in the middle of the desert, you're also in a food desert. And oh, that yeah. became like a, a moment where I was like, OMG, what am I gonna do to eat? Like, where am I gonna get my food from? Cause I was doing the New York, LA, San Francisco triangle. So I had yeah. unbelievable access yeah. to Air One, to Whole Foods, yeah. to Crossroads, to Pure Food, like I had access to um, premium farmers markets and food. And when I moved to the desert, I realized I'm in a food desert. Mm -hmm. And so my brain immediately went into survival mode because right. I had started to sprout 25 years ago, but I never <laughs> knew like, like to, sprouts were always something I loved because they were living food and I loved watching them grow but there were a small portion of my diet, like maybe yeah. once a week or as little as once a month, I would eat sprouts. Oh, and uh -huh. so it was just like not part of it. When I came here, my brain said, oh, you got to get into sprouting. So mm -hmm. I dusted off some jars. I ordered some fresh seeds. And within 30 days, 50% of my diet were sprouts that I was growing on my own kitchen countertop with like a little setup, like. Oh, you know, we lost him for a second. Okay. There you are. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, it's like two, four, five jars. Six yeah. jars to use for filtered water. And those, those six jars were able to give me 50% of my calories. And the rest was, was fruit. Like I really wow. like fruit also. So if you look at my, my, my little place here, I've got fresh local kids. We're growing in the desert now. Like I'm growing watermelons and cantaloupes and cucumbers and basil and aubergine. Like we're growing. But when it came to sprouts, like the miracle for me was that you could take a seed 
and which is a complete dormant plant organism. Like every seed is like the history of the universe in that seed. Yeah. And if you add water, that seed like germinates, which means bursting into life. It's like yeah. it burst into life force. And then within days, you could have edible food. And so that was the first part. So all of a sudden, like I'm now eating fruit and sprouts. And then my brain, and I know you're, you know, you're a nutritionist and like you're into it. I'm not. Like I was only ate a lot of plant food and I was very intuitive as my eating. But I was concerned. So I reached out to Dr. Joel Cohen, to Dr. Bede Ornish, to Dr. Josh Axe, to Dr. Oz, to Dr. Mercola. And, and and these people, you know, I've known them over the years. Right. The more time in. And I asked these people, um, what do you think about sprouts? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they were like closet sprouters and they were blossoming. They all loved sprouts. But they wow. all loved sprouts. Wait, before you? Or were they already doing it? Or they were, already, after they were like, let me get started. They were already like, closet sprouters Uh, into sprouting but you know they're all busy they all create food they have different things so sprouts were something that they were eating but Mm -hmm. it was not their mission and definite purpose in life it was just part of it and when i told them it was mine they agreed to be interviewed for my book so i I got to interview these people for my book Mm -hmm. and so even before that I felt confident that sprouts were the miracle food. Like they were the miracle food. Then you didn't need to go to Peru or Ecuador or Africa to get this rare superfood. Like sprouts were the superfood. So then I went on to the National Institute of Health, their database, and there were thousands of research papers on sprouts for literally sprouts as medicine. Like mm-hmm. how you were treating autism with sprouts and yeah. how um, broccoli sprouts contained glucoraphanin and myrosinase that form yeah. sulforaphane as a longevity food, as an immune boosting food. So I said, you know, and so then I went on to Amazon and all the books written on sprouts were by like the hippies in the 60s and 70s. Like right. the pioneers, the Anne Whitmore's, the Victoria Stavinskas, the Steve Weierwitz's, they wrote these books, but there wasn't a contemporary book. And so even though the extent of my writing was text messaging, I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to write this book. Yeah. So, like, why not? Right? I feel like For I sure. can anything. So I went to New York. I pitched one publisher, St. Martin's Press, Martin mm-hmm. McMillan, one of the largest publishers in the world. And I brought sprouts in my hand. And I had some recipes of sprouts, and I had sprouts. And the editor, Elizabeth Beyer, was literally eating sprouts, like right out of the palm of my hand. <laughs> I love it. And so I walked out with a book, with a book deal. Wow. And then the hardest thing in my life, right, was having to write 60,000 words, 288 pages, on a book on sprouts. So that created a level of like discipline for me when I, I started to create my sprout log, get the information, do the research. I brought in someone to create 40 recipes in the book, and they're all plant-based, all raw, and 50% of the ingredients in every recipe are sprouts. So that you could start to think about sprouts is an important part. I use sprouts initially as a survival food, and now it's a thrival food because I'm able to deliberately understand like what makes sprouts magical. I'm gonna show you one thing here. Yes. This is like one cup of lentils, French lentils, that I started to sprout yesterday, right? In one cup of sprouted lentils, like, starts, turns into two to three cups. So you're tripling your food, yeah. but you're also, and you'll know as a nutritionist, you're doubling the antioxidant value. Absolutely. You're just doubling. So you're getting 
in this dormancy, you're now activating chlorophyll and mm -hmm. the chlorophyll is, is going through photosynthesis. Mm -hmm. And so that's powerful. You're yes. tripling the vitamin C. Like you don't think of lentils as a source of vitamin C. Right. Right. But when you stop right. a lentil, you have a living plant organism. So you're tripling the vitamin C. And right. then you're getting soluble and insoluble fiber yes. paired with seven grams of protein. Mm -hmm. So this, this little seed is like the perfect food. It's yep. crunchy, it's fresh. And how you do it is like literally lentil sprouts, garbanzo sprouts, pea sprouts, you sprout those and they're ready in three days. This is a combination. This is a mix of garbanzo beans, yeah. and mung beans, and green peas, yeah. right? I buy these in a 35 wow. bucket. Right. I can only 10 pounds at a time. You have me beat. Like, that's the... That's I mean, 35 pounds. This is a food-safe paint bucket. Yeah. And, uh, and I use the same brand, too. Um, <coughs> don't, well, you know, PD Cuts, you can order them online. So, yeah, and I love... Thank you so much, Seth, for sharing, because people don't realize that the... I mean, the immense power that is in this little seed. And it's, when we say it's a nutritional powerhouse, it really, really is. And ex, and it's exponentially more than what you realize. And can I show you something? Sure. Let me just show you. So my timing was off with my harvest. Oh, we're getting water. My timing was off with the harvest. We had just harvested all our sprouts. And so this, this right here, I'm gonna see if you guys can see it on the plate here. This is only from like 24 hours. And there's only, and I don't have a cup here. I have like about two and a half tablespoons. And look at that. Yeah. I need the broccoli sprouts. Yeah, so Serena, talk about, talk about why broccoli sprouts. Broccoli sprouts, actually, I would love for you, you're asking, you talk about why broccoli sprouts. Broccoli sprouts are one of the most nutritious things. Broccoli sprouts actually have more nutrition than an actual broccoli head. So I'm gonna let you take it from there because okay. you are our future guest today. Okay. So so it's well known that that vegetables are good for you, right? Yeah. We agree on that. And that cruciferous vegetables are very healthy, in particular for immune immune boosting, and they have the anti-cancer compound, exactly. right? Which yeah. is the combination of glucoraphanin and myrosinase and they form sulforaphane. So if anyone were to just Google sulforaphane, and maybe you could type it in the notes, sulforaphane is the number one treatment in the United States for autism. Not a cure, but the treatment for autism. And also, there's some reaction that when you you chew or the, the broccoli sprouts or any cruciferous vegetables, you mix these two other compounds, the glucoraphanin with the myrosinates, which is the enzyme, and you get a almost like a fusion. And that's part of the plant's defense mechanism to keep pests away. Well, it turns out that the thing that keeps the pests away also is the uh, this, the killer of bad cells. Yeah. That it, it, it activates that way. Yeah. And so... Dr. Jed Fahey at Johns Hopkins University was researching which type of broccoli had the most sulforaphane. And what he came to the conclusion was the broccoli seed has yeah. a concentrated amount. So that, and the broccoli seed is what turns into sprouts. And yeah. I buy my broccoli seeds, I buy these in five gallon buckets because the yeah. five gallons is amazing. And so you look at those, they're little seeds. Yep. Right? These seeds are literally edible as a seed, mm -hmm. as a day one, day two, day three sprout, all the way through microgreens. And the insight was that as the plant is getting bigger, you're actually diluting the amount of these sulforaphane as mm -hmm. it gets bigger, which is why the broccoli sprout can have 20 to 100 times more of yeah. the anti-cancer 
um, compound sulforaphane than mature broccoli. Exactly, exactly. And so, and thank you for giving us that explanation. I really wanted to come from you because you are our seed man. You're a yeah. seed guy. So that's why you guys, you know, had a chance to tune in just in the last few minutes. Uh, Doug is explaining why broccoli sprouts. So the seeds actually have more nutrient density than even the broccoli ground. And we have a ton of questions coming in. So first of all, yes, the seeds are organic. Uh, Doug and I actually use the same brand. Um, I, I can post it and share it later. Take a picture of it. You want to hold it up? But um, but they are organic. And what I do is, and you probably do the same. If I'm just going to use the seed for really good, taking them to sprout for a few days, we definitely want to soak them um, for a good. I think I soak one for about eight hours or so, and then I let them dry. If you're just going to sprinkle the seeds, you know, and not have them sprout. How about you? How do you how do you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the reasons I wrote the book, because mm -hmm. people think about or used to think about um, sprouts as alfalfa sprouts for the yeah. hippie trippies like my my community. Right. And and or like um, lung beans, you know, in pad thai or in miso soup. And that was like the world of sprouts. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is you could sprout any seed, alfalfa, arugula. Broccoli, bok choy, radish, cabbage, uh, all of these seeds are sproutable. And it turns out that every seed really is its own unique characteristics. So you sprout chia and flax seeds differently than the way you sprout um, uh, radish or clover or the legumes, the peas and the the peas and the garbanzo beans and the chickpeas. So everything has a different protocol, which is why I did my own primary research. I kept the good log and I published these charts in the book. So that's an important part, like why I wrote the book. You guys, this is the book right here. Doug so, kind enough to send me a copy, but I highly recommend that while you're even on this slide right now, or as soon as you get off this slide, you go and you get this book because this is this is if you haven't sprouted yet, this is everything that you need to do it right. Deb, we can get it from Amazon, right? Amazon yeah, we, is your site. You can get it from Amazon. Actually, I think Truly Market sells the book also, and uh -huh. Sproutman sells the book. So the book is literally available around the world. It's mm -hmm. now like it's shocking to me, Serena, because I didn't even know if anyone would buy the book, and the book is in its fifth printing. Wow, that's amazing! So awesome, you guys. You have to get it. So it's going to have to go into a six or seven pretty soon because we're going oh, yeah. to get it. Today. Well, we're we're translating it and adjusting it for Japan. So wow. that's that's a bit a big thing that uh -huh. the, the the Japanese market loves it. So you know, so I'm doing the little things and I'm working on the audio version of the book as well wow. because that's awesome. So I think if, if I look at like my insight, just to come back on the insight, yeah. is that seeds have been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. Right? My insight was that the process of germination was a requisite for taking the seed and growing it into a mature fruit or vegetable um, tree that might take weeks or months or years. Mm -hmm. But evidently nature made sprouts as a survival food because they made it totally edible at any stage. So I'm not saying that everyone should eat sprouts and, you know, like sprout only diet. What I'm saying is if, if you look at the number of occasions that people eat and drink, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, soup, salads, smoothies, entrees, desserts, yeah. If you add sprouts to every meal, and, and you as a nutritionist can attest to this, Absolutely. The, the bioavailability mm -hmm. of the soluble and insoluble fiber of mm -hmm. sprouts is so much easier on the microbiome than the roughage of mature vegetables. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred items. I'm so glad that you brought that up. It's actually a point I was going to make and then it's um it's i'm so glad you brought that because that is one of the things that i would say some clients and some people have with 
with the roughage they know they need to put into their body. Sprouts are not sprouts are the way to go, you know, and it's it's very non-intrusive, which is a word that I like to use when it comes to really getting in the nutrient density that we want to get from the natural food source. And it is an but it's easy to grow, it's easy to eat, it's something that you can sprinkle and sweat everything. You don't even have to think about it. And I think they brought over, you know, something that you helped us. Someone was asking about, are there pea sprouts? And yes, I have some right here. This is yeah. just yesterday as well. We've got, you know, peas and garbanzo beans and mung beans and azuki beans, a whole group of them right there. So Yeah, I mean it's it's like it's so interesting. The mm -hmm. fact that you can sprout almost anything. Yes. And when you sprout it, you're introducing the life force into this. So what happens is in history, there was never a shortage of land, right? So we had farmers and there was gardening and industrial agriculture. People were growing food. But today, when people are living in small quarters, van life, small homes, apartment buildings, right? In those places, people don't have gardens. So right. everyone is just trained to go for convenience. And right. in the inner city, like one of the reasons why in the inner city and in those food ghettos, people aren't buying the fruit salad in McDonald's for $4.99, where they could buy a nine piece chicken McNugget for 99 cents. Like they're going for the calories and they're going for the fat, sugar, and salt to trigger yes. their brain. When you connect with, with pretty much any person um, as an individual equal being and you tell them about sprouts and, and the first response when you tell someone to eat organic plants, the first response is like, it's too expensive, not right. accessible. But sprouts make it the equalizer. And when Marianne Williamson stepped off of the campaign trail, and I know we're a week away from the election, when she stepped away from the campaign trail, I was her first podcast to talk wow. about food equality yeah. and sprouts. Um, and so I think that, Love that. The people get this. So when I speak to people that were theoretically nutritionally deficient, and I tell them about sprouts. Mm -hmm. And their first response is too expensive, inaccessible. Right. And then I just say, hey, take some seeds, take a jar, take a can, take you know any anything, add water and rinse twice a day and you'll get food. Mm -hmm. And that's what's spurring this movement because now like um, my, my head of research actually just shared with me that NASA is, is doing research about sprouting so they could feed the astronauts when they're on long-term um, missions outside and sprouts will even grow in space. Like wow. they could grow. So here's, here's the upside. Sprouts are really low cost, right? Really low cost if you grow them on your own. If you go to Air One, and I, I've had the, the guilty pleasure of going to Air One and just buying right? For five dollars a pack, if you grow yeah. them on your own, thirty cents, fifty cents, you could grow your own sprouts. So sprouts are very affordable. You yeah. as a nutritionist goddess know that they are super nutritious, right? So they're so nutritious. They're so nutritious, and you know, again, what I love about them is just it's it's like an all-encompassing thing. You're first of all, you're growing something. So you're taking something from the earth, from, from Mother Nature, and you're nourishing it. And it doesn't even take a lot of effort. It just takes a little bit of water. You know, and now you're growing something. And so the energy and the vibration that you're putting into that which you're growing, that you put back into your body from an energetic place, from a vibrational place, you're feeding your spiritual body that way. But it's also so nutrient-dense for all the signs that you explained to us earlier. You know, you're getting so many vitamins and nutrients and getting so much more than you would if you were to, you know, have a whole head of cauliflower, you know, or broccoli. And so it's also very unintrusive to to the whole course of your day because some people, you know, if you want to, if you want to have a more expansive um, menu throughout your day, if you want to have different things. You want to be full or three servings of broccoli to get those nutrients. 
you can have a handful of broccoli sprouts and get three times as much. So that's another really basic thing about the sprouts. And we have so many people that have questions for you, Doug. I'm definitely, we're definitely going to leave your time. Let's, let's go to Q&A. Let's go to Q&A and I'll give you short answers to all the questions. Oh, uh, well, no, we don't think you short answers. We definitely want to get to a few of them. Okay. So, so people have been asking questions like, do you need sunlight? And you just talked about now in space. No sunlight. I mean, the amazing thing is the seeds, like nature designed seeds, to basically either fall on the ground and then go into the soil and have the moisture and sprout, or to have some bird or rodent or animal eat them, poop them out, and they begin to germinate in the digestive system. So the seeds will grow without fertilizer, without soil, without sunlight. That, that first week, nature designed them to survive and sprout, like sprout and burst into life. So that's it. So no sunlight required. No sunlight requirement. Mean, it's like a perfect thing. So, you know, someone said, can you put it in shakes and juices? Absolutely. You can put it in like everything, basically, oh. like wherever you choose. So, 100%. As a matter of fact, um, the, the founder of Nutribullet, um, mm -hmm. Colin Sapphire, you know, who's launching the beast, he's, he's, oh, yeah. he's sending me pictures of him sprouting and he's using sprouts as the mega nutrition to go into his smoothies and his blasts. So, I love that. That's so, amazing. Yeah, so, I threw it in mine too. I, it, I mean, some of the everyday things that go into my smoothies are sprouts and I also do some Irish sea moss. I mean, that's, those are two ingredients that go in any smoothie that I make, no matter what flavor. So let's see. And then, okay, a couple questions that came up constantly was water. Does it matter what type of water you use? Can it be, does it have to be filtered, alkaline, tap? I mean, I have my opinions on that, but I want to hear yours. <laughs> yeah, so, so my preference would be to get natural spring water, right? So if you're near a spring and you can get natural spring water, that's great. The second thing would be is filtered water is, is probably the most reliable, consistent thing because if you can filter out some of the chlorine and some of the fluoride, because the chlorine is designed to kill and you right. want the sprouts to grow. So if you can remove as much of those, but pretty much I don't stand on ceremony. Like if, if someone tells me, you know, they're living you know, in X market and they don't want to spend a dollar or two dollars for bottled water, they don't have a filter. Um, they've had extraordinary results just to get power. So I would say use the best water you can, but it's more important that you sprout than get stuck on on, on water. Yeah, that's a, and, and that's a great point to make. You know, it's just don't overcomplicate it in your head. It's more important that you that you go ahead and you sprout it and use what use what you can. Clean filtered mountain springs are it's the first preference, but clean filtered. And you know, for most of us it's pretty accessible. Um people are asking about if you have to sprout in jars, you know, can you sprout in trays? Um and I I use jars, I use the trays as well. I like the jars personally. It looks like you like the jars too, but what's your um what's your professional experience feedback on jars and trays. Yeah, so I I like everyone else, I'm pretty busy. So I'm doing a lot, I'm doing a lot of things. Yeah. And so my routine with this with the jars is pretty honed in and polished. Yeah. Right? I can be running six jars in the small amount of space um, and get a lot of food. Yeah. Um, certain sprouts um, actually do better in trays because they'll grow straight up and mm -hmm. then they can grow into microgreens and it can be really pretty as a garnish, mm -hmm. but it requires much more attention to, to do it. So right. even though you can grow on a tray with an unbleached paper towel or an alternative to soil, mm -hmm. um, once they get past you know the, the week, you still want them to grow. And if you don't have soil, then they don't do so well um, in, in the in the tray. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of like 
short cycle to me, you know, the sprouts are like sprouts is medicine, sprouts yeah. is vitamins, and sprouts is food. And I can be very successful and fast using um, using the jars. I posted last week um, a routine where I was processing three jars, loading up another jar in a three-minute video on Instagram that I was able to do. So in, in three minutes, I'm able to juggle three jars. So I think that's why I prefer the jars. Yeah, same, same. It's just super easy to just go through, do your rinse, dump up the water. I mean, it does. It takes just a couple minutes to go through that process. And and it's really so rewarding, you guys. Just set it up in your kitchen and you wash them grow and it's beautiful and they taste amazing. That's the other thing too. You know, you're really eating something that's so fresh. You know, it's nutritious, but it's also it's also eating living foods. It's very important. It's part of your repertoire um, of, of having a variety of different types of uh, plants in, into your day and into your into your diet. Yeah, I would also say that sprouts are really like tender, right? So if yeah. you were to blend those like with avocados and other things, like people don't even taste them. So they're oh, a yeah. great thing to slip into, you know, into the diet. I love, you know, it, like I used to eat enormous salads, mm -hmm. right? And I would have the masculine greens and I'd have um, arugula and spinach. And now the basis of my salads are sprouts. Yeah. And I just bought, check this out. This is my favorite thing to enhance my sprouts is um, raw tahini. Oh, uh -huh. the, so you can like if you buy a jar of tahini, right? It could be like ten dollars, fifteen dollars for fourteen ounces. Mm -hmm. You can buy a, a seventeen-pound bucket yeah. of tahini for a hundred bucks. Yeah. So so I'm like. Every I add like tahini, which is raw and it's calcium based and it's flavorful and it's fat, but mm -hmm. like tahini makes everything taste better. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just use tahini and then my recipe, and I'll give you my favorite recipe for a sprout paste is I take fresh tahini, mm -hmm. I take um olives, so Kalamata uh, olives, mm -hmm. and blend them together and then with a little water and it just makes everything taste good like that's my little recipe you can you can just add everything to it and i recommend thinking about adding sprouts as the first thing you put in your mouth and the last thing so think about a way to incorporate sprouts because sprouts have a very neutral flavor some yeah. sprouts like radish and mustard and fenugreek uh like the bitterness is actually a benefit it's 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 a real reaction like the broccoli sprouts uh, cause the heat shock proteins to be activated which is what causes the the reduction of the symptoms of the autism and so if you mix the broccoli sprouts with the mustard sprouts you even get a more potent um part but if you're just eating food, think about having sprout salad yep. and tahini. And like, it's easy and it feels good. It's inexpensive. And if you think about, I don't know where people are, but when I went in and I looked at the cost of buying like mixed salad greens, mm -hmm. right? You get a, a little pack for $3, $5 for four, for four ounces which basically comes to about 15 or $16 a pound. Mm -hmm. You can grow a pound of sprouts for a dollar. Right? Yeah, literally so, a whole pound so of it. A pound of sprouts for a dollar. And so you're getting the freshness. Like if you go to the store, you don't know, especially if you're like on the East Coast or Vermont or Midwest where they're not growing the greens, mm -hmm. th these greens may be a week or two weeks old before they yeah. go to the supermarket. So the idea that you can control your freshness and sprouting on demand and getting a routine, and then it's it's kind of like a miracle to watch the seeds grow. Oh, it's so fun. 
I love it. <laughs> so, I love watching those seeds grow. And and it's also, it, I mean, it, you really you get a yield depending on the seed within a, a couple of days. Some take a little bit longer, but you can get, you know, especially for this batch, I think we get, we're ready to go after about three days. Basically. Yeah. I, and it's interesting to be connected with your food. Yeah. Right? If yes. you think yes. about, like, yeah. you know, in, in your beautiful, like, home, right, with your altar behind you, you could be sprouting and looking and becoming aware of the universal force of infinite energy yes. and the life force. Yes. So, I mean, that was something that never really made sense to me. Mm -hmm. And now it's totally... Like, um, I'm clued into the fact yeah. that I'm alive. I want to eat living foods. I want enzymatically rich. I want to get my vitamins from food, yeah, from supplements. Like, I don't need a multivitamin. I want to get like a combination, an array of sprouts as my source of vitamins, nutrition, fats. People, it's like, well, where do you get your fats from? And it's interesting, you can sprout hemp seeds, mm -hmm. right? You can sprout chia seeds, you can sprout flax seeds. It's, it's kind of like all these things. So imagine sprouting flax and chia to get your medium-chain fatty acids from fresh living seeds and also to get the benefit of the soluble and soluble fiber and they turn into a plant with leaves that turn green that are going through photosynthesis to get um, the, the green and to get the chlorophyll. Like this is an amazing like little science project that you yeah. can use for pennies a day. Yeah, no, and, and really I think that it's such a great point that Dad brought up that I mentioned earlier is just having that connection. I, I was talking about often when I was talking about culinary alchemy and that, and that um, intention and the energy that you're putting into your food. This is something that's so simple that you can do every day and just having that connection with your foods, with your sprouts and the living power of those sprouts going back into your body. Again, from a, from a, a really high power nutritional place, but also from, from, a, from an energetic place, the frequency and the vibration of that food and it's growing for you, for your body and the intention of letting you back into it goes back to you and wherever you're feeding. So it's really... When you think about it, you just take a moment to be present with it. It's really like a powerful, this ritualistic thing that we can do every day. And it's so simplistic, really. You know, it's so, so it just sits there and it doesn't take up much space. And, you know, it doesn't really actually take that much effort at all or energy to do. So, um, so we do have some more questions. You know, some people talked about blending and if that does destroy the nutritional vitality of, of the, um, of the sprouts. And I would say, you know, I, I, I do middle blending. So it'd be the last thing that I did. I blended everything else up first. And then I have the sprouts last. And then I do a very light blend for my smoothies. Um, how do you do it, Doug, if you're putting sprouts into your smoothies? Yeah. So I think it's an important thing to know that actually, um, in, in the case of broccoli sprouts, mm -hmm. freezing broccoli sprouts is actually a benefit because the freezing process breaks down the cell cellular walls mm -hmm. and helps increase the amount of bioavailable sulforaphane. Mm -hmm. And also blending can help break down the wall because we live in a society where people don't chew. They inhale their food. They, <laughs> it's kind of true. Right? So, mm -hmm. you know, like I grew up getting more food on my face than in my mouth. <laughs> and, and, and I inhale my food, uh -huh. right? So by blending, you are meticulously helping to break down. The fine line is you don't want to blend to the point where you're generating heat, yeah. right? So you want yeah. to keep it down. But otherwise, I think blending, consuming, and then it's very important to use your eyes and to use your senses to literally stare at the food with the intention and then look at it to get the digestive fluids going because the digestion begins with the eyes, mm -hmm. right? You're looking at this, you're digesting. It's like Pavlov's dog, you start to salivate. Like I literally salivate as I'm looking at the sprouts and I'm 
waiting with intention so I'm not inhaling them. And then you put them in your mouth, even if it's a juice, if it's a smoothie, if it's food, you want to hold them in your mouth, mix them with your saliva, chew them 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times, break them down. Like a lot of people, you know, get gas and acid reflux and a flatulation because they're they're not like pre-digesting their food using their eyes in their mouth and their senses. Like smell the food. Like I you can smell like these senses help to not only tell you whether the food smells bad or smells good. It's tuning in like when you inhale it's tuning in the digestive fluids and the microbiome so they can get ready for proper digestion. Exactly, exactly. Such a good point. I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's a good reminder for us to really, and something again that I remind my community of as well, just to have some presence. You know, have some presence and to take that moment. And even if it's about to hit some people do prayers or you know, I do great here, just having a moment and be present with those sprouts and that food in front of you so that, yes, you get your digestive juices flowing, that pre-digestion, you know, activates your body, you shift into your much more parasympathetic state so that we can really digest and process and absorb those nutrients. And they're so rich in nutrients, you want all of it. Um, and someone else had a question earlier, I really wanted to go back to it, was where they can find the study that you referenced about uh, sulfuric and Alzheimer's, which I think if you happen to know off the top of your head, I'm sure that you I, I would I would literally Google um, broccoli sprouts, sulfuraphane, um, mm-hmm. and the key words, and there's a National Institute of Health um, mm-hmm. study. There's just so much. Last year alone, in 2019, there were over 1,500 um, research papers published on sulforaphane and broccoli sprouts for autism and treating cancer and hypertension. Wow. It's, it's really 1,500. Like, wow. And, you know, my I wrote this in my book that the research is on the broccoli sprouts and certain vegetables today, but I believe every single one of these sprouts has their unique, equal um, characteristics, just no one's funding the research. Like, right. I, I'm 54 years old. I've never seen an ad for Sprouts on television in my whole life. No ads, no billboards. So the money for research is going, you know, from industry-based to promote things that they're selling. And that's where it's important to, you know, start a grassroots or countertop mason jar movement um, so that people can understand and we can get more research and we can look into the amount of polyphenols and bioflavonoids yes. um, and the micronutrition that's in sprouts, intuitively, you know enough, right, to be able to feel comfortable recommending sprouts to oh, your to your clients, right? You oh, feel absolutely. absolutely. And actually, I would say that just in the span of these past year, I want to say that at least. I would say if I take 10 clients, at least eight of them are now sprouting. Maybe, you know, maybe not like daily, like how you and I do, but they do sprout on a regular basis and they use, they use different ones. So it's, it's been fun for them and just something, again, that's very accessible, something they can do, something that you're growing on your own, whether it's, you know, in your own home, that you have total certainty over what goes into it and then that goes back into your body. So I would say that even the simple act of growing it and then eating it has been has been incredibly empowering for a lot of people who are really trying to to add to their own health, you know, and, and really help support their own immunity and and add that kind of quality whole food nutrition to their diet. So it's beyond just beyond just the vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients that we're getting and beyond just that connection vibrationally, it's also been something that's been very empowering. Um, and a very simple act of certainty that people can do. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about this, right, and, you know, I can't, I don't give nutrition advice. I, you know, I'm an author and, you know, I'm living in this body, right? Yes. But I read, and when I read that, like, um, 94% of COVID cases 
Um, had comorbidity issues of pre-existing conditions of chronic illness. Yeah. And, and I re realized that most of these chronic um, illnesses were lifestyle attributable, right? Yes. Diabetes, type 2 diabetes, lifestyle disease. Obesity, lifestyle disease. Um, a good portion of cancer, lifestyle disease. Heart disease, lifestyle disease. So if people were, were you know, eating healthier, they would strengthen their immune system. One of the reasons why in Japan they have COVID under much more control is because the people in Japan are healthier um, already. So yeah, what happens is like healthy, you, you can do it. So I think we'll look back in history and see all of these reasons of, of sprouting. But I believe that right now, everyone is sprouting, everyone is watching, you're, you're alive. We are getting a glimpse. 2021 will be the year of sprouts. Like, oh, yeah. The year of sprouts. 2021 is coming. It's coming in it's all directions. Like, you know, if you were to even today, go on to like Google Trends and type mm -hmm. in juicing, blending, sprouting, mm -hmm. you'll see like these other things have peaked and gone down and sprouting is just going up. I, would, I totally agree with you on that. Absolutely. I mean, I really feel like the trend is picked up. And just from the people I work with, you know, my client basis and just knowing, you know, what stuck with them, what's not what they've been open to. The fact that I have some clients who I never really would have thought been open to this and they're doing it to me speaks volumes um so i i agree with you i think that it's 2021 2021 it's been the year of the sprout and where's um oh right here this is um people were asking about the brands that you and i use and uh, this is one of them i think you use the same right Handy yeah pantry? yeah, yeah I, I use candy pantry which you can get at true Loop market and yeah. i use sprout man seeds and oh, then and then right now, like my favorite thing is to find local organic farmers that are creating sprouting seeds. And the important distinction, like when you're buying seeds, is you want to get organic seeds designed for sprouting that can actually have, that have been tested for pathogens. Like you want to start off with a good seed and a good start. So even though you could just go to the bulk bin and maybe get legumes out of there, you'll get a higher germination rate and a cleaner seed, you know, if you're buying specifically on sprouting seeds. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So I would say those are the good sources to use. And then again, this is your other resource that you've got to pick up too, and you can do it. And if you look on my pinned uh, comment on the bottom, You'll see Doug's Instagram handle. He's also on our most recent posts and all the stories that we put up. Go give Doug a follow and go and check out everything that he's doing. He's, he's doing all these amazing things. He shared so much wisdom today. And check out his book that we can get anywhere, right? Yeah. So Amazon, his site, pretty much anywhere. If you haven't started, I did see a few people that said, you know, I ordered my book. I'm waiting for it. Another person was saying, I need to get words of sprouts. Got to dive into Sprout with this. This is going to be your Sprout Bible. I know it says Sprout Book, but we really should say Sprout Bible. Yeah, well, you know what? The, the publisher wanted to call it the Sprout Bible, mm -hmm. and I I felt like it, it wasn't quite a Bible. It was the first book to open a conversation about mm -hmm. sprouting. So maybe the Bible will come over time. Yeah, right are you now. doing another? You know, I think that I'm going to be publishing more research there's a lot to do about making it easier for people to sprout globally mm -hmm. so i i think that i found my calling or the sprouts have found me That's and beautiful. like when when i moved you know to the desert um mm -hmm. i came here and i was just totally focused on how can i make my life better and yeah. what can i do and it was very key and clear that I needed to focus on eating healthy, taking care of myself, sleeping and resting. Mm -hmm. And I was just an open vessel 
to see like what did the universe want me to do next? And then it gave me a problem. How can I eat, right? How can I eat without going to Del Taco and 7-Eleven and, and McDonald's? And then the sprouts came and they've just been so prolific that, that I know. And now if I ever leave the desert, I know that I can take the sprout intelligence with me and sprout mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. And, it, and it's such a beautiful message. And this is something, you know, really that anyone can do anywhere. And as we, as we talked about earlier during our chat, it's just really kind of democratizing high, like really quality nutrition for everyone. And sprouts is a great, great way to do it. So I love your movement. And thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with us all of your wisdom. And it goes way beyond sprouts, but Thank you so much for sharing that with us today and sharing how you do it. And just, you know, and, and you know, together we're showing people like how easy it is. And, you know, it's just something that you can also share with other people. So this is knowledge that you have now. You can go get the book and you can start the process in your own home, but share it. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, show them how easy it is to do this on their own. And then ideally they can continue to share it on to the they know so you really want to keep this movement not just you know this movement is going to take over 2021 so we want to be a part of that and help you with that journey yeah we'll see, we'll see that we'll see that um in history yeah so, all right well serena thank you so much for your time and your you're attention so and your, you. your openness and your love thank you i'm so grateful and um i look forward to uh I'm staying in touch thank yeah, you yeah no, absolutely thank you so much and thank you guys thank you all I know you have more questions. Reach out to Deb. I'll answer you. I'm um, great with direct messages. I personally know that. So if you have more questions about all the different seeds, I know that some people had asked about different seeds. Go ahead and reach out to Deb. Uh, his Instagram handle is at the bottom here, but you can go to my most recent post and my stories, and you'll find them that way as well. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Doug. I'll talk to you so soon. Okay. My pleasure. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.